as one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Into the republic for which it stands. The Democratic National Committee is located in the Watergate office building. The burglars forced a stairwell door, then taped its latch open. Well, I'm not a crook. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. One nation under God. This is as close as we can get to the base of the World Trade Center. And you can see the two towers, a huge explosion now raining debris on all of us. We better get out of the way. Good Lord, there are no words. Indivisible. With liberty and justice for all. Title IX, the landmark civil rights law. It marked a watershed moment for women's rights when it passed in 1972. And the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. Legal anatomy of current events, preparing for launch. Legal anatomy of current events, launch sequence started. D-16, IU green to go, propellants pressurized. T-minus 15, legal anatomy of current events. SC ready and green to go. T-minus 14, FOS ready, green to go. T-minus 12, S1C fuel tank pressurized. T-minus 11, SC green to go. Legal anatomy of current events, green to go. T-minus 10, internal power, green to go. LES ready for ignition. T-minus 9, 8, 7, we have ignition. Five, four, commit for launch, green. Three, two, one. We have liftoff. Repeat, we have liftoff. Legal anatomy of current events, all for you. Now, on the air, target locked. Good morning, America. Welcome to Legal Anatomy of Current Events. I'm Gary Bell, along with Brad Pollock. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We're out of Denver, Colorado, and we're glad to bring this show to you every week to bring you current on legal events, current events, and the legal analysis of current events. Glad to do it. And I'm going to give you a little reminder here. A few shows back, we did a show on lithium batteries, right? Lithium batteries. And now the news is there was 22 fires in New York City alone on lithium batteries, and I think two deaths. So that's just one city. That's one area of the country. You can still listen to our podcast on lithium batteries. There are certain kind of batteries you don't want to buy online, and that we t- cover the lawsuit against Amazon in that show. And so you want to listen to that show. And more importantly, right, you want to go to the Consumer Product Safety Commission and see their warnings about lithium batteries. We're on your side. We're here to protect you, and we're here to give you the information and to give you the legal breakdown of current events. Now, remember. This is a nonpartisan show, right? We might talk about hot topics, and we're going to talk about one today. We're going to talk about one today, and we don't take political sides. We want to give you the legal analysis and the legal breakdown so that you can make up your own mind uh, on, on these events, and we're glad to do it. Today, we're talking about Dominion versus Fox. Doesn't get more politically charged than that. But we're going to try to break this down so that you understand, and I hope you have a couple of aha moments we're going to talk with, um, with Brad right now. We're going, to, we're going to cover briefly the law of defamation in general because you got to understand Dominion versus Fox has a higher 
burden of proof, and a higher standard that we're going to get to in a minute. But Brad, first of all, let's, let's lead off, you know, what is defamation? People hear about it all the time. What's slander? What's liable? And then we will lead into Fox and Dominion. Defamation is a false statement that's presented as a fact that causes injury or damage to the character of the person it is about. And let's go over that again. Defamation is a false statement. A false statement. False statement. Presented as a fact. So it's got to be presented as a fact that causes injury or damage, got to cause injury or damage to the character of the person it is about. Now, the slander is the spoken word, and libel is the written word. And so that those are those are just basics. Now there's a lot more to the definitions, but if you need to just try try and figure out the basic situation, the basic terms, defamation is for is the the whole thing. It's the entire plate of food, and slander and libel are like the meat and the potatoes that are on the plate. And one is slander, one is the, the steak, it's the spoken word. You can just equate SSS, slander, spoken word. And then when you want to talk about libel, libel is the written word. So that, that's, that's a, a pretty simple way to identify it on what you're talking about. That's a great, that's a great example, Brad, Brad. But also, in this day and age, written libel can be, in, can be digital, that can be written. I mean, in the old days, it was, you know, letters or publications like that, but it can be written. And, and then slander, you know, I'm not going to give the names, but in the old days, there was a Hollywood movie star that walked up to a lady at a cocktail party, put a $5 bill in her glass, her drink, she was drinking, and said, you're a slut. Well, that's so, a spoken word. That's a spoken word. You're okay. a slut, right? Now, now Presented have, as a fact. Right. That's exactly. false. And it's to cause injury or damage to the character of the person. Now, it everything becomes more highlighted and and gets and comes to a greater degree when you're talking about public persons, because when you're hearing the definition I've just given you, you're probably saying you've yet to see a campaign go on between two candidates running for office where they haven't had accusations of at least of false statements that have been presented as facts to cause injury damage to the character of that person. So, you know, we start saying, well, what about campaigns? And that's one of the things we're going to be covering today because uh, that's, that's what we're talking about when we start talking about what was going on in Old Dominion. And we have to understand that it's important it's very important that we have freedom of the press. It's a very important that our, our, our rights to freedom of speech be protected. Uh, but yet we also have requirements that the freedom of speech be truthful and that it, be, it, it, it fit within certain guidelines that you have to have. And so uh, why we, we encourage freedom of speech and why we encourage exposing people of what might be character flaws or or personality flaws or belief flaws that we also have certain guidelines that have to fall within truthfulness or within some type of of accuracy when we're using the words right so you can have the spoken word that's slander you can have the written word that's liable and then there's all kinds of permutations and variations from there 
Uh, we're not going to cover every one of them in the show, but there's all kinds of permutations, all kinds of laws. So let's get down to it. You got slander and libel with a different burden of proof, a different burden of proof in the old days. Now, there was a famous case by the United States Supreme Court, right? And it was called New York Times versus Sullivan. And to make it easy for everybody, that was a long, complicated case by the United States Supreme Court. But, but New York Times versus Sullivan, New York Times put an advertisement in their paper, and this, this commissioner from the state of Alabama said he was defamed by the advertisement. And so new law was created when you're a public official. Hang on to that. Hang on to that because we're coming up to Fox News. So you got private citizens, one standard, which we're not going to cover anymore today. You got public officials, a different standard so the public officials, you have to prove in that case that the New York, New York Times published their article with actual malice, actual malice, or with a total reckless disregard of the truth and the facts. One of those two. Right. That was the new, that was the new standard, and that's what applies in Dominion versus Fox. Right. And by the way, I refer to it as Old Dominion. It's not as Dominion. Right. So we'll correct that. But what, what we have to recognize is, is that the New York Times case kind of said, I don't even know if, we, if I have to say kind of, but it appears to have said, which was interesting, is it's okay if you lie about it. <laughs> you just have to, you just don't have to have malice. You shouldn't have that malice over it. And if you don't have malice, then you're probably okay. Although it didn't exactly say that. Right. You it, could interpret that. It, right. Well, you sure can interpretate that. It, right. You, you, and, and you know what? You can pretty much feel that's what the law is now. Um, that, you know, okay, you, you can lie about them if they're in the public uh, venue and if you're, they're running for office, but you just can't have actual malice right. to do it. Malice. Now, so we got new standards in Dominion versus Fox. Dominion has to prove that Fox acted with malice or a reckless disregard for the truth and the facts. But, Brad, before we get into that, let's bring everybody up to date and explain what this lawsuit's about. First, you file a lawsuit. Dominion filed a lawsuit. Then I want you to explain. You go through what's called the discovery phase, and I don't think people understand that. You go through the discovery phase, and the discovery phase, each side asks the other for documents. And, and it can be quite an extensive list, or it could be a short list, but each side asks the other side for documents. And in this case, Dominion asked Fox News for all their emails and internal communications. And then bingo. And, and that was kind of interesting to me because, you know, uh, Fox News uh, seemed to have a, a group of people that were intent. And I said seem because we can only deal with what we hear right now that were intent on spreading this sensationalism as far as Dominion's uh, poor um, operation of its system such that there were hundreds of thousands of votes lost, if not millions of votes lost, that would have been otherwise it for Donald Trump. And so Dominion made this motion for summary judgment, or actually at first wanted discovery and wanted the information, and it goes to get this information, all their emails, and Fox turns them over. No, and what do you mean? What do you mean? Turns over? You mean turns over the emails to Dominion? Turns, turns over, over the, the internal documents to Dominion, right? Which, uh, if I would have been sitting on the outside, not not attributing this just to Fox, but I'd have been very suspicious as an attorney, saying, "Are they really going to turn everything over?" Uh, how much work are you going to have to do to get all the emails? How much work are you going to have to do to get unredacted emails? To get emails that you can actually read that that, that you get everything. 
And, you know, to Fox's credit, I guess, and I'm not trying to give credit or disdain to anybody here, but, uh, but to Fox's credit, they gave everything. But that probably hurt him. Well, it probably hurt him legally, but as an aside, you need to understand this. Brad and I have done these cases for years. Brad and I had a case uh, where we had a large document case with all kinds of machining centers, et cetera, and we were told that all these documents, remember this case? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I can't use the name of the person or the company, but all these documents were located in Newark, New Jersey. So Brad Pollock and Gary Bell, we fly to Newark, New Jersey. We spend the night there. We get up and we go to the warehouse, and what were you and I told? They were just moved the day before to Cleveland, Ohio. We show up, and they said they'd just been moved the day before to Toledo, Ohio. So then we stayed in Cleveland. We went to Toledo, and we found the documents, and guess what we found? A treasure trove of information. So that's why we as attorneys look at, well, maybe did company XYZ turn over everything when we do cases? But even then... We got there, and we finally got those thing, the, those documents, and we were looking through them, and we are getting ready to do depositions. And lo and behold, we find in the bathroom cabinet underneath the bathroom sink another file of documents that just somehow got out of the boxes and got in the cabinet underneath the sink in the bathroom. And therefore, we labeled them the bathroom files. Bathroom right? files. And we called them the bathroom files. So, so the purpose of that isn't to show what super sleuths we are. The purpose of that is to show that it, it can be very hard to get all the papers. And in this case, Dominion asked for all the papers. And I don't know if Fox gave them all of them. I, for all I know, there may be more damaging or more, more troublesome documents out there. But I do know that it appears, at least from the motion for summary judgment and from what Dominion is saying, that Fox gave enough papers that it's very damaging to Fox to have those papers out there well, and really, have the notes it, and records. It is because it goes to the malice element. We said you have to prove, Dominion has to prove they acted with malice, actual malice, or that with a total disregard of the facts and the truth. Let's go to back to the lawsuit, though, Brad. So you file the lawsuit, Dominion filed the lawsuit, they go through the discovery stage. That's what lawyers call discovery. Each side discovers certain things, documents and statements from the other side. And that's where Dominion, we think, got all these emails and internal memos and documents. And then, then all of a sudden, Dominion up and filed a motion for summary judgment, which is unusual, Brad. Let's talk about that a second. Then we're going to get down to the malice, and we're, then we're going to get down to the reckless disregard elements. Well, it's very, um, it's very rare. Uh, the, the Dominion obviously felt that with the documents they had, that just the documents they had, that somehow have been conveniently, once again, I'm not going after Dominion, for I only know Fox did it. A, a lot of them, have, the, the, the content of the documents have been conveniently, or the content of the motion for summary judgment, maybe that's where it is, somebody got the court document, because I don't think it's been sealed. Uh, they, got the, they, they, they found out what Dominion had found in the papers. And what Dominion had found in the papers was that the Fox people, a number of them, knew, or at least... It, you know, I don't know how they couldn't have known that what they were saying was just plain false. They had a di reckless disregard for the truth. Now, yes, we're still waiting for the response to the motion for summary judgment. We still have a potential trial in April, and all this may be different. But from what you hear and what you're learning of what was being said in the motion for summary judgment and what was going on, there's a great deal of statements that were made for at, it has to be for at least reckless disregard. 
but it may very been very well been for malice to go after Dominion because as people understand, Dominion was voting machines and the processes by which votes were being cast, and you know somebody was going after them to try to challenge. They could be election deniers to try and challenge the election, and they were trying to use uh, attack Dominion as being incompetent and being unable to carry out what they were supposed to carry out as far as proper voting processes, proper voting machines, and then for saying that Dominion had, in essence, caused the election to be thrown. Right, and some of the specific allegations by Dominion uh, that they say Fox didn't tell the truth about were, uh, number one, that they say uh, Fox said Dominion committed election fraud, fraud by rigging the 2020 presidential election. That was one. Number two, Dominion's software and algorithms manipulated vote counts in the 2020 presidential election. That was another one. The third one was Dominion is owned by a company founded in Venezuela to rig elections for the dictator Hugo Chavez. That was another one. And the fourth one that we're going to cover in this show is Dominion paid kickbacks to government officials who used its machines in the 2020 presidential election. Now, put this in perspective. What's the motive? I mean, if, if Dominion is suing Fox for actual malice or total reckless disregard of the facts. What's the motive? Dominion says the motive was that on the eve of the, on the, on the election night, Fox News called the Arizona uh, election in favor of Biden. And that created an uproar in the Fox listeners. And so they thought they were losing their ratings. They thought it was going down to one of their competitors. Uh, and they thought they had to come up with this conspiracy theory. So that's what Dominion is saying is the gravamen, the central theory of why they made the false statements. Brad, so let's talk about the motion for summary judgment. D- Dominion, very unusual. It's unusual in any case to file a motion for summary judgment. A motion for summary judgment means what? Well, and when you file a motion for summary judgment, you're saying there's no question of fact. You're saying that you can take the facts as they are, and if you're filing the motion, usually you say, okay, let's take the other side's facts, how they present them or what they've got, or, but let's, or let's look at the undisputed facts, the facts that can't be disputed. And if you look at those facts that can't be disputed, there's no need for a trial to bring them out. Here they are, and these facts lead you to one conclusion. They lead you to what the motion for summary judgment is requesting, whatever that judgment might be, and that that's the way it is. Um, so they want a judgment without even a trial. They well, don't sure. want to go to trial to get a judgment. They want a judgment right now before April as a matter of law in the case right now. Well, sure. And, you know, the brief is very long. My understanding it's is incredibly it's, long. It's, it's incredibly long. So we can't say a lot. But if you look at what the summary is that we hear, you know, Fox might be in trouble. Uh, the bottom line is if you really hear that uh, they were making these announcements and they were making them uh, making claims of election fraud and making claims that Dominion was involved in election fraud and the, and the Dominion uh, manipulated manipulated the votes. Uh, that's an intentional act, and that's, that's malice. That's what Dominion is claiming. That, that's making claims that they're doing things that are that – are, are, uh, as we would have to say, reckless disregard unless you've got some really good facts. You better not say somebody is manipulating a vote account, uh, the vote account, if you don't have some kind of basis to make that claim. You have to have the basis. You better. You better have it because if you don't, you know, and, and to make a claim that they're owned by a company from Venezuela that helped manipulate the... uh, For Hugo Chavez. Hugo Chavez 
you know, you're going, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, so, you so better but, but, be able Brad, to prove that. When you say that, there better be facts to back it up. Well, if there's no facts, then you're probably acting uh, with a reckless disregard of the truth. And if the facts are opposite that, then you're and you're making those statements as actual malice. Now, uh, you know, I guess you could make an argument, and I'm just throwing things out. I guess you could make an argument if you're one of the broadcasters who made those statements to say, well, we weren't doing really doing that to malice to get Dominion and to beat up on Dominion. We were doing that to save our stock prices because we wanted to have people listen to us, and this was a good way to get to get the public to listen to us. Now, I don't think that's going to play very far. No. But you could be in a lot of trouble. You know, you, you could be in a lot of trouble. And, and the problem you've got is, is that when you start getting yourself into a situation, and this is what our courts have to weigh, you get yourself into a situation, especially when it's over elections, that we, the, the, the freedom of speech is so important to allow us to get every nook and cranny of what a politician is about or what a person is about or what an election is about. And really, being viewed by the public eye is very important when we do elections. There should be a lot of transparency to make sure the elections are truthful and are done correctly. And that's what happened here. They were done correctly. But we have a Fox that I don't even know if what Fox's real defense is to all this. Well, they say it's a First Amendment right. They have the right to pr- 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 publish it and say it. And they also say that we were just the messenger. Well, We had Sidney Powell on our show, uh, and we were just letting her talk, and we were just the messenger. And Rudy Giuliani. And Rudy and, Giuliani. Know, but, but, you know, I, I don't know how Fox makes that work. I don't know how they, they can make that work and say that they don't have some responsibility to make sure that there's some kind of fact-checking. And in this case, now it's coming out that they did have a reporter who wanted to fact-check certain statements. And what was the result on that? They wanted to fire her. Right. And so here's an example. There, the, the claim by Dominion is saying that Fox uh, people that came on the air knew knew that there were basically no facts to support these things of election fraud, Hugo Chavez being owned by a company in Venezuela, et cetera. And then the, the, the election wasn't rigged, but they were saying it was rigged. Now they, through discovery, that's why we explained discovery to you through the discovery. They found memos. And this is, these are quotes uh, from Tucker Carlson. One, he called somebody ludicrous or the whole concept ludicrous while the dominion is saying he was saying on the air, it was true or implying it was true. Another one, a memo by Tucker Carlson said, quote, totally off the rails. So behind the scenes, they were saying it was ludicrous, totally off the rails. Sean Hannity called them effing, effing lunatics. But on the air, the story was different, as Dominion says. Uh, Dana Perino was calling them nuts off the air, but on the air supporting the, 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 the situation. So, and then Raja, Fox Corporation senior vice president, said it was, quote, mind-blowingly mind nuts what they were saying, but they didn't change the story. And so that's what, that's what Dominion's case is about. And, they said one thing on the air and their memos gained in discovery say something else. And it's important to look at these things. You know, for instance, there's a, there's a, a, a statement or a, cl- a claim that Sidney Powell says she got her information that Dominion was doing this stuff from a person who does time travel in a semi-conscious state. And that's where they got their, that information. Well, if you're announced uh, a, a Fox news anchor and you realize how many people you're going to be addressing you probably need to before you make statements you need to 
get some kind of fact-checking or verification uh, so you're not being accused of a reckless disregard. And, you know, if you're saying, well, I'm relying on somebody who told me they got their information from a person who went unidentified, who does time travel in a semi-conscious state, you may be in trouble in front of the jury or the judge. Right, you may be, but, you know, on, 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 uh, on Tucker Carlson's behalf, I mean, he says, he said in one interview on the air, quote, you keep telling our viewers that millions of votes were changed by the software. I hope you will prove that very soon. You've convinced them that Trump will win. If you don't have conclusive evidence of fraud at that scale, it's a cruel and reckless thing to keep saying. Cruel and reckless. But yet Tucker Carlson kept saying it. And and then this is in the face of Dominion sending memo and letters to them saying, stop doing this. It's not true. Stop doing this. And then Dominion says they kept kept on doing it. And that's where they think the proof of the actual malice and the proof of the reckless disregard of the truth is. And this is where you're blurring a lot of different concepts. Because you're blurring the concepts because we, we know we're dealing with public officials and the, and, and the right to speak up against other public officials and that need to be able to say those things. But for Dominion, this, isn't more, this is a lot more than just a political situation. For Dominion, this is their business. They, you know, they, they, you're, you're accusing them of cheating in their business, and what's going to be the result? You put Dominion out of business. You can bankrupt a company. You can do some awful vicious things if you let these type of statements go unchecked, and if people all over the world are believing they're true, because even if, if I'm sitting as a secretary of state in some, in some state, and I want to get some, some election machines into my state to count the votes for the next presidential election, I go, well, I'm not going to get Dominion, look at all the stuff. Even if I don't believe it, I'm not going to get the people in my state believing the credibility of what that election is or what that machine says. And now all of a sudden Dominion is out of business. And that takes a lot of people out of business, causes a lot of people to lose jobs. It can be very vicious. So you, you've got to watch what you say when you do this. Stuff. Right. So, I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. When they, when they went through the discovery phase of the lawsuit, Dominion versus Fox, they each asked each other's side for, for documents. Dominion obviously got emails, obviously got internal memos, where they say the Fox reporters and Fox higher-ups were saying these people are totally off the rails. They're effing lunatics. They're, quote, nuts. They're, quote, kooky. They're, quote, mind-blowingly nuts, end quote, while at the same time, Keeping that theme, time after time, Dominion says that they keep, they keep saying that the election was stolen, it was rigged, uh, and it was done by this company, Dominion. And that's what this case is all, all about. But we, we've covered the lawsuit with you. We've covered discovery with you. We've covered the motion for summary judgment, meaning they, Dominion wants to win right now and not even go to trial in April. They just want the judge to say, you win. You win right now. I'm going to grant summary judgment in your favor. Highly unusual. Highly unusual. But with all these facts, even more unusual, Brad. Well, and it makes you wonder. It makes me wonder very much. I don't know how much money Rupert Murdoch's gotten. I don't know what can all happen. But, you know, it, it, you, you get a judge who is going to apply the law, I believe, and the judge is going to want to determine whether or not summary judgment is correct, and he's going to be subject to appellate law and, or the Court of Appeals, and that's going to happen regardless of the result. But there's a lot of people who want to be able to go to this trial who want to be able to report the trial. The, even anchors from Fox News have stated they want to know what's going on and report it. So you've got a lot of people who want to report the, the trial. 
you've got a judge who's looking and saying, well, I can make this ruling, but then I'm going to deprive the American public of a trial. But if the judge sets aside all that concern for the publicity, the judge can just do his job or her job and just decide I'm going to just determine the, the facts. Maybe a judge doesn't worry about, you know, what the public's going to do. Yeah, but Dominion, Brad, is asking the judge at this stage to not have a trial, asking the judge to declare this was malice, declare this was a total reckless disregard for the truth and the facts without hearing the full evidence at trial, testimony, cross-examination, direct examination. That's what this whole thing is about. Yeah, but if the judge does that, then the judge has given Fox a fair opportunity to respond to the motion. And, you know, when you, when you do a motion for summary judgment, your motion has to be supported by affidavits or testimony. Deposition testimony has to be supported by that. It can't just be this is what it is. You have to have affidavits or, 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 or sworn testimony. Once you get that affidavits or sworn testimony to support your motion, then the response to that motion has to come in with counter affidavits or counter testimony. And then the judge determines is there a question of fact, not law, because the judge applies the law, is there a question well, of but fact? Stop right there. Is there a question of fact? Meaning, is there a question that was actual malice? That's a question of fact. Is there a question that it was done with total reckless disregard for the truth? That's a fact. Is, it, is there a question there? whether or not it's even truthful or not? Even truthful well, or not. Let's start at that basics. But, you know, so the judge has to determine that and say there's no question. If there's a question, that's what we have juries that's for. That's what we and go to trial. You let a jury for. decide that. Right, we go to and, trial. Right, and you let a jury come in, or if it's a trial to a judge, you let the judge hear all the testimony. And and you know, one of the things you miss out on because there can be a hearing on the motion for summary judgment. Yeah, sure. But a lot of times, what you miss out on is individuals coming in front of a courtroom and testifying. And, you know, quite often uh, you can have a person get up there on the stand and their affidavit or their, their deposition testimony sounds so great. And then when they get on the stand, you're going there. I wouldn't believe this person if he told me the sky was blue on a sunny day. Right. You know, so. And you, it's blue here in Denver today. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, it is. And so, you know, you, you look and you go, the, 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 the judge has to determine whether or not there's sufficient question of fact so as to let people start determining the credibility of the witnesses who made the affidavits or who attended the depositions. Right. So break this down. Dominion filed a suit. Then they went through discovery. They discovered all these internal memos that Dominion says proves that behind the scenes, Fox was saying these things that these people were kooky, crazy, nuts, uh, effing crazy. But Dominion says they got back on the air after repeated attempts by Dominion to say stop doing it and that they continue to do it. So now where are we now, Brad? We're, the trial's coming up in April. Uh, a jury will be picked. It's going to be a very long trial. And so maybe, as you and I have seen in our practice many times, maybe both parties don't want to go to trial. Maybe since trial's imminent, discovery's been done, Rupert Murdoch's been deposed, all these people have been deposed, maybe they want to sit down and mediate a settlement. But I think they're talking big bucks. Well, sure. And there's there's big risk in all this, you know. Uh, if you took... 20 people and put it in a room and said, Sean Hannity is going to testify. You could probably have 10 of them say, I won't believe a word the person says. And another person say, and 10 others say what he says is gospel. So you have to understand, you don't know who your jurors are. You don't know what they're going to be. Their beliefs are. You're going to try and get them neutral. You're going to try and get a fair jury. But you're then looking at a question of, in this situation, it's hard to get a settlement because Dominion 
can't really sit back and say, just give me a settlement of money and I don't need an admission that my machines worked correctly, that I did not do voter fraud, that I was not behind voter fraud. Dominion needs that kind of a finding or ruling. And to walk away without that, without some concession or admission that it was not part of that, or at least there was no basis, the Dominion can look, can like, as I said earlier, can be looking at possibly losing its business. While at the same time, if you get Fox and you get Hannity and you get Laura Ingram and you get the different people who are involved coming out and saying, okay, we knew this wasn't true and we were just plain lying to bolster our ratings, then you know they're they're going to lose their their integrity. They're going to lose their uh, their crowd or their listeners who are going to say very much. This is not what we find to be the type of people we want to listen to. So, so for, this is a tough one. It's a tough one. So from Fox's standpoint, I mean, somebody's going to take a beating here on their integrity. But when you go to a settlement mediation, most of these settlements are confidential. I mean, yeah. if they reach a settlement, you're not going to know what really was paid or happened. Uh, they want it confidential. They can still settle this case. They can still settle before the April trial. Both sides can. But it takes two to, two to tango, two to dance. They've got to come to a settlement agreement. Maybe that can happen. Maybe it can't happen. But if you go to trial, it's all going to be aired. All these people are going to be on the stand. And Dominion's going to be on the stand. And a question that they're, they're going to ask Dominion, that I'd ask Dominion right now, is you say it defames you. You say... But you're still in business, and how much money did you lose? How much money can you prove you lost in this trial? Uh, Yeah, okay, so maybe you prove actual malice. Maybe you prove reckless disregard of the truth, but how much money did you lose? Well, and that's when we go back to can you prove losses? Because if not, then guess what you get? You get a ruling that they committed slander, they committed fraud, they committed libel, they committed all these sins, and you get $1. Because that's the nominal damages you get, and, and that makes you the victor for $1. Is it really worth it to Dominion if they can't show damages, they can't show money losses? Uh, Dominion, though, has to bring – I think Dominion was backed into a corner when a bunch of this was happening and has to, has to uh, see it through to some extent. Because, once again, I'm not taking sides or I'm not you know, re- trying to, to say one thing against another, but – you know, there are still some very, some very adamant people in both sides who are claiming election denial and are claiming, uh, uh, ele- claiming the election was was true. And you know, you you've got to watch out which what politician is going to gather uh, and start saying, "Here's what a different, uh, here's what a different." Um, yeah, but but think about that, makes. Brad. I mean, everybody says this country split. And we're not a political show, but who's who's going to be on this jury? Are they going to be split politically? Are they going to bring their politics into the into the jury trial? Are they going to follow the instructions of the of the court, no matter what their political beliefs are? This one this one has it all, right? So, um, y- if you want to reach us, you can reach us at uh, info i n f o at legalanatomy.net. That's info at legalanatomy.net. We tried to give you the breakdown legally of current events, and today we covered Dominion versus Fox. Uh, it's, it's a quite complicated case. I think, as you can tell, if you've listened to this podcast, quite complicated. But now let's get to the fun part of our show. Uh, we do it every week. We try to cover a new American idiom uh, every week, and then we give you the quote of the day, try to put a little light, a little flavor, a little happiness in this world on a very solemn, very solemn subject uh, as we're talking about Dominion versus Fox. So, Brad, for an American idiom, what do you got today? Well, I'm going to kind of play two. 
Um, uh, one is for the um, politicians, uh, not the politicians, they're for the lawyers who are handling these cases and for the different sides, is to, they need to bring their A game. And they, <laughs> bring you know, their A game, they, all right. They need to bring their A game when they're doing this. And another one for when we're talking about defamation, libel and slander, um, sometimes it's better that one that, that we button one's lip. And if we all know what button one's lip is, and I'll just help him, it's to stop talking and be quiet. Sometimes that's the best way to deal with these things is to just stop talking and be, be quiet. quiet. One of my favorite sayings is less is more. All right, I'm going to give you the quote of the day. It's from Jim Rohn. If you don't know who Jim Rohn is, you need to find out. He's not with us anymore, but he was a brilliant, brilliant personal motivator mind. Uh, Jim Rohn, that's R-O-H-N. His quote is, motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going. Motivation is what gets you started, and habit is what keeps you going. Okay, Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. Our law firm is Bell & Pollock. We're out of Denver, Colorado. We try to bring you the legal anatomy and legal breakdown of the current events. We want to anatomize your mind, give you the component parts legally, uh, and we're glad to do it uh, every week. Same platforms, same station, different subjects. We're glad to be here for you, and we'll see you next week.